Real transformation happens not in your head, but in your heart. Our mind can't take, our mind can't take us where our heart belongs to be. So what we were talking about earlier, your mind can't take you where your heart needs to be. It's in your heart. It's always, heart. It's always your heart. How's it going everyone? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Unlimited Power Show. My name is Edward Gills and today I have the pleasure of introducing to you Coach Rochelle. I don't introduce anyone on the Unlimited Power Show. Why? Because I believe that everyone have the unlimited power to introduce themselves. So with that being said, Coach Rochelle, why don't you give us a quick introduction? Hi everybody, I am Coach Rochelle and I'm a certified integrative master coach and I've been coaching 18 years now doing personal growth work for 43 years and I'm only 55 how about that I'm only teasing <laughs> I like to fool around too um, I just I do shadow work which is everything that you you would hide deny and you don't want to be so like growing up I felt stupid so that was a shadow belief. But the opposite of that, when you really get to see the, the gifts of being that, of stupidity, of stupid, what happens is you really go and see within what the gifts are. And then you could just go right into being brilliant because we have both. So that's kind of, I mean, we can go into a whole thing, but basically, it's, um, it's taking people on a journey because everybody has a story. And when they come into coach, their stories become their greatest gifts. That's why I love to say that I'm a story shifter. And, um, and, and just the uh, people that walk away with all of this, um, the knowledge of who they really are and how they can heal within their heart and really extract the wisdom, their whole story shifts and they change tremendously. I mean tremendously. So it's, it's really all about our, our beliefs mm -hmm. and our thoughts so, and behaviors. So let's go back more into your brought about. You said that you felt stupid as a child, yes. right? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I, I can relate because a lot of us sometimes were like, I can't get this. Ah, I'm a stupid, right? Mm -hmm. Some we call ourselves yep. stupid when we can't get something. <laughs> yeah. So what was the disconnection between, oh, I just can't do this? What was the connection between the thought that you can't do something and being stupid? Did you like correlate those as like two two things? Well, because in school, mm -hmm. at the time I went to school, they did not have, because I had learning disabilities. Yeah. They didn't have any kind of courses. They had nothing. So when they put me in a classroom and I looked around, because I was very popular in school, so when I looked around the, the classroom that I was 
put into, I had huge judgment on these people that didn't look supposedly like the people that I associated with. Right. So right away, I made that determination that I must be stupid. Because if I'm with them, I'm stupid. And that set me up really unbelievably in life because there were many opportunities that I didn't take because mm -hmm. I didn't think that I was smart enough to take the journey. So what were the metrics that you were going by? Was it like the group, the social group you were, or was it just like the system? I think it was the system mm -hmm. more than anything, because today that is not the case. They, I mean, I have a daughter who had learning disabilities, and I have another daughter who's a teacher of yeah. special ed. So, you know, they, they learn differently. You're, it doesn't mean you're stupid. Mm -hmm. It's that your brain works differently. And so they did not have that available to me. And a lot of it, I think, was in reading for me. So that was one of, you know, my beliefs. And it's really about your core beliefs, what you believe about yourself. You're not good enough. You don't deserve it. You're unworthy. You're unlovable all of that and that's the journey and it's so beautiful and I have such a passion for seeing people transform their life and it comes back to going from their head to their heart and it's always about the heart it's emotional education and you know you can go outside yourself and look for the love as I did and then you're left by yourself. So we said emotional emotional In education. Education. Mm -hmm. So when you said that, it made mm -hmm. me think of um, your your intelligence. Mm -hmm. So there is your emotional intelligence, which is EQ, I believe, mm -hmm. and then there's your and then there's IQ. Okay. Your IQ and your EQ. Mm -hmm. We go to school to improve our IQ. There isn't a school to improve our EQ, which is Correct. emotional intelligence, except for the school of life. Correct. Would you say IQ is more important than EQ? And how I can do. we work to I IQ is more important than no, EQ? No, EQ. EQ is more important Absolutely. than Absolutely. So what makes your emotional intelligence more important? And how does that correlate with emotional, which is education? Because I think once you believe, because it all comes back mm -hmm. to when we were children. Yes. And whatever we pick up from our parents or grandparents, whoever is the, the people or teachers, you take on that persona. And so if you could really, and again, this should be in schools, I really believe it, honestly, because the emotions is the thing that's gonna connect you to knowing it's a, it's a, it's a mind and it's a heart. But the heart is the one that's going to show you and tell you how you're feeling. And if you're not feeling that you feel worthy enough that you deserve to be in, let's say, this school or this class, no matter what you do, it's still not going to, you, you, it's not going to work unless you really take it in and say, wait a minute, is that really true? And it's 
it's unfortunately this work is not in schools, so I can't even say. So would you, you say know that what I'm saying? Would you say that emotional intelligence is about feeling or is it it's about It's all learning? about your feelings. Okay, so how so? Your feelings, is it about acknowledging your feelings? Is it about changing your feelings? Is well, it about first you have to be aware of your feelings. Yeah. And then it's acknowledging them and saying and being honest. Like, you know, I really don't feel good about this. Now, what can I do to make it better? Mm -hmm. What is it that I need to do to make me feel that I deserve it? Right. And that's where all those beliefs come in from our childhood. So people do come in with that, and it come, people that come to me are much older. They're like in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. They don't come to me when they're 18 or they're six years old. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So all of this is something that I would so highly suggest um, that it would be so great for schools. It really would. But, but if the parents do this work, then it filters to the children because mm -hmm. they have the tools. So what are some of the tools for you to increase your emotional intelligence? What can we do every day to kind of be more aware? Let's say somebody is, for instance, I'm trying to lose 30, 40 pounds mm -hmm. and I'm really frustrated, mm -hmm. but my emotions are getting in my way of doing that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've been my own enemy, binge eating and, you know, having this, um, falsified view of like what the foods are, what are good for me, what are not. I'm not mm -hmm. really understanding that relationship. How do I kind of deal with all these emotions bottling up? Because I think the first thing, when I started with Overeaters Anonymous, because I always had weight issues and I was made fun of mm -hmm. um, and bullied, but they didn't know that at that time. That's what they called it, you yeah. know, but that's what it was. I always felt inadequate with my body. I feel very shamed. So what I would say to somebody yeah. is I would look in the mirror and even if you can't see yourself naked, to start with your face and look in the mirror and just look at your eyes and just tell yourself that you deserve this. You, you deserve to be healthy. You deserve to lose the weight. Um, you know, I would never say take a picture from a magazine, even though magazines today are changing the the look of models. You know, people, no, people give me Instagram snaps, shots. They're like, no, <laughs> no, they take out the phone. <laughs> like, I want to look like, yeah. I, no, I want this and that. And guess what? I'm, I was a personal trainer. Well, I still am a personal what? trainer. Oh, okay. But the thing is, everybody goes outside themselves to mm -hmm. fix their body, which is, I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah. Exercise is important. Start walking. I started dancing. That was my passion. And I was heavy. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah. It was such an interesting thing looking back in retrospect. I used to watch American Bandstand. Mm -hmm. And um, I took a dish towel. I wrapped it around my mother's refrigerator handle, and that was my partner. But isn't it interesting that the refrigerator where I binged from now became my dance partner? And that was something that I learned how to dance by having the dish towel, learning the steps, watching American Bandstand, 
And I'll tell you, I became a phenomenal, phenomenal dancer. Right. And then I actually went on the show. You went on the show? Oh, yeah. You know, when you want something and nothing's going to stop you, you're going to find a way to do it. You just are. So I had a friend and her mother take me mm -hmm. to Philadelphia. And in Philly, it was on at 3 o'clock. In New York, it was on at 3.30. I danced with all the regulars because I knew exactly who they all were from watching it every single day. And, um, and then Dick Clark interviewed me. And it was at the three o'clock segment, so nobody in New York saw it. But it didn't matter. And um, I went to this place where they all hung out. So that was something that I was so passionate about. And I think if you really have such a good passion for things that things will open up for you, mm -hmm. the doors will open up, and it's never going to be when we want it, it's going to be when it's supposed to be. And I believe that, for me, that's my God within me, is the connection, is to the listening of where I feel, um, where God is directing me to be. Mm -hmm. And what I would say to somebody is to eat healthy. There's so much out there today to start walking, start whatever it is. If you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to stay with it. So what I would say is find something you love to do. So it's walking, it's going to the gym, it's bike, bike riding. I love dancing, so I go to jazzercise. Um, there's so many different things to start the movement. And then what I would do is I would write down a gratitude list of what you feel grateful for every single day. If you take a few minutes every day and write down five things that you're grateful for, there's something that happens that shifts internally and you start to feel better. And I really feel that if you can stay centered with yourself and not look at everybody else because we're all different. If we all looked the same, it would be a very boring life. So it's being okay with who you are being at that moment and not having to look out there for something when it's in here. Yeah. And that's some of the things that I, or read a good book, you know, something that you really enjoy. Um, and again, I love music, so I always listen to music. I meditate. That's another thing in meditations now we're in children's in in the school system. And it that is. oh yeah. They're they're teaching children to meditate. That's awesome. I tried I actually tried to, to do that at my um previous elementary school, I tried to do this form of Tai Chi. Chi Gong. Uh -huh. I went over there but they wouldn't um well I'm still trying to do it. I have a friend that's a, a gold medalist and yeah. she does and I can always take you and show you, you know, I'll, I can give you her information, because she does teach it around uh, Florida, oh, that's, that's, and she's excellent. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, it's just, it's really awesome when you really get to quiet your mind down and kind of like hone in and come home, yeah. you know what I say? Yeah, come home to your heart. Yes. Come home to so, God. So you said mm -hmm. um, that, you know, you were in the, on that show. But I remember you telling me you were also on the Oprah show. Tell us more yes, about that. Yes, I was. So how was it like being <laughs> on the Oprah show? That's like legendary. You know, Oprah is the person that really 
changed the changed the uh, is it a century? She's changed. She I changed mean, decades lot. already. Right. Um, my teacher, my mentor, mm -hmm. and a very very dear friend who started shadow work. Yeah. So Cheryl Richardson um, was the one who had been on Oprah a lot at that point, and she called Debbie Ford, who was my teacher and uh, mentor and friend and they were looking for somebody they had a short span of time because they had been interviewing a lot of people so Debbie said me so they connected with me and I had to go through a process and then it was okayed and then I had to send them pictures and just a lot of different things so they had it because they only had a window of time, so they were going to air it on Monday, and this was going to be, I think they came to me on either a Wednesday or a Thursday, mm -hmm. and they flew out, and they came to my home, and they interviewed me for many hours, and after that, he said to me, um, if you get three minutes out of this, it's going to be great. So they did that. They flew back. It was aired on Monday, and I was, and then I was able to go back out there to Harpo Studios, and that's what happened. So, the girl that I connected with, one of her associate producers, took me on a tour of Harpo Studios, and it was, it was sensational. I mean, it was really phenomenal, and uh, I met at that time. Sophie was one of Oprah's dogs and everything about who she represents is exactly who she is. You know, you, what you see is what you get. Yeah. That's just, that's it. And she's a phenomenal lady. So how, what were you think? Were there, was there a studio audience there? That, well, it was at your home, so it was in private. So right, but then I like went back into the studio and then I was in the, I basically wasn't on the show at that point because mm -hmm. they already showed it. Mm -hmm. But I was right in the audience, I was right in the front row and it was, Pretty awesome. I could only yeah, it was. That. It was awesome. It was really, really great. So, what drives you, Coach Rochelle? My passion, because of everything that I have come through in life, I've worked on. Mm -hmm. I can hold the space for somebody else. It's like you can't go. I believe you can't go to. I believe a therapist who never had children, mm -hmm. and then go to them because of your children. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I have been down the road, I've been around the block with weight, mm -hmm. with um, divorce. I was married many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. And um, great friends today because my, my, my intention was that this man was gonna be in my life for the rest of my life because I have children and a granddaughter. So. I wasn't going to walk away pissed off and angry. So I had to look at myself because one of the greatest things are we are all mirrors of ours, of everybody. Right. So if I say something to you and you get upset about it, it has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. It's you. And this work showed me that I have to look at myself. I have to take responsibility for myself. And so when I decided that this man was going to be in my life, I wasn't gonna be angry. So I had to work a lot through that. 
because I got married at 20 and I met my husband, it's my ex-husband at 16. So my journey started at 30 and you know it's been an incredible journey. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't believe I would change anything about it. What do you, where do you see yourself taking that journey? Like where would you like now? to be? Now? Now, yeah. Okay. Definitely continuing to coach people mm -hmm. because it's a one-on-one, -on -one, it's very personalized. We have many different programs um, and it's, a, it, it's on the phone so I can go all over the world and that's the greatest thing. The other thing that I want to do is I was very, very fortunate that um, I got this download from God and it was the soul of a woman and it's a workshop. Right. And it's about acceptance. Because if we can't accept where we are right now, that's yeah. the challenge. That's the big challenge. We're you can't go then, exactly, because we're going outside to look for that right. fulfillment and it's never gonna be. And so I do that and then the next part of it is about love. And it's about love of self, which I know is most challenging to most people. And then love of others. Because if you don't give yourself that that internal love, then you are not gonna be able to give it out. And most women are the ones that love everybody outside and not themselves. They're always the last to love themselves. But if you internalize it and start loving who you are, right. then you can love that much more. So and then it's about gratitude and, and uh, celebration. So let's talk more about the <coughs> woman, right? The woman? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you, your thing is a soul of a woman. Yes. A lot of times I notice women and I notice that they're just women, but they're so, it's like, I could sense it, but I don't know if everybody has can do it. Right. But it's just like a sense of like, um, and women, they have a, we, your EQ is a lot greater, I would say, than men on just by being a woman. And there's a certain feel that you get being around a woman. So I guess it's a radiance of, of the soul of a woman mm -hmm. rather than a man, um, which is kind of like a beautiful, because I see it in all types of women, no matter how they look in the exterior, I kind of like notice it. And uh -huh. some people suppress it with anger, yes. fear, Mm -hmm. Just like reject rejection that they've gotten, so mm -hmm. sometimes you could feel that 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 disconnection mm -hmm. between their soul. So how do you really define the soul of a woman? What's going on in all of that? I believe that your soul knows. Yeah. And I think that women have that intuitiveness mm -hmm. that a lot of men men have it. Yeah, we They're do. just not connected to it. No. But there are men today that I've coached with that are so connected that it's like a pleasure to work with them. It really is. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's that intuitive, it's a feeling that you get that you know that you know that you know and nothing can stop that if, you, if you're conscious about it. Right. And then it's just really in the workshop, every part has some beautiful music, meditation, and we do a ritual so that they really hone in on what that feels like mm -hmm. about, let's say, acceptance of self, acceptance of your body, acceptance of your aging, 
which I'm still working through, by right. the way. But it's really that. And it's not anything other than connection to yourself. That's where it is. So if you can meditate and go inside, it's so much easier than going from your head. Your head is not gonna tell you what your heart needs to hear. Mm. It's just not. And I got that message, oh, I would say I had a five-year down period. I had three operations. And I had gone to the beach, because I love the beach, I love the water. That's my soul. And I just said, God, what do you want me to do? What is my purpose? And this tiny voice said, you're here to teach love. And I said, are you kidding me? Because I always thought it was so much more than that. And I realized why that came to me is because I had a wonderful mom, but we weren't a very affectionate, warm, connected family. Right. So what did I do? I had a mother myself. I had to learn to love and mother me. And by doing that, then I, I, was, I was great. And that's how I could love. I could feel the essence of somebody. I can walk into a room, Edward, and I'm like that. I know exactly what's going on, even when I was a little girl. I just read that room because of the emotions, mm -hmm. not realizing that was a gift. Yeah. But it is about love, you know? That gift can also be sometimes hard, right? Because sometimes when you could feel something, you could feel aggression, doesn't mean you could only feel the love, you could feel the negative energies. How, does that, how do you deal with that? You feel the negative energies from another? Yeah, can you feel that? Oh, without a doubt, but mm -hmm. today I know better. Mm -hmm. And so when you know, better, you know better, you do better. In that essence, I won't stay in that energy because mm -hmm. it's too negative. Yeah. And my ex-husband was very negative and I always had to walk on eggshells. Mm -hmm. So I never knew what he was feeling and what I was walking into, because I was verbally abused and then physically abused as well. So I, I have a sense of that. And if somebody really is negative, I'll give you a great example. So it can go two ways. Either you can remove yourself from the energy, or yesterday I called somebody and I had to make an appointment. And this woman had a terrible attitude. And she said, just hold on. And I said, okay. And then I thought, I'm gonna rise higher. I'm not gonna go down and get pissed off at her for being nasty. So I, she came back and I said, so how are you doing today? How's your day been? Have you had a hard day? And she started laughing. And I broke that. So I rose higher. And then I had to call her back and I said to her for something else that I forgot. And I said, did you miss me? And she was hysterical laughing. I broke that and she was fine. But somebody else that doesn't know that would get pissed off and angry. I chose not to because I have tools. I know what to do. Right. So you rise higher. Mm -hmm. So that's your tip when, when you're dealing with negative energies. You always go higher or remove yourself from it. Mm -hmm. Or people want, when you're so conscious those people, because we're all made of energy, mm -hmm. so those people will start to w move away from you because you're not going to be able to be in the same energy. So how do, we, how do we improve our aura, our energy? 
How do we get it higher frequency? You have to do this work. <laughs> you right? have to go in. You have to and specify what work is that. To go within and really start to see what you're feeling. Right. And you know they say consciousness is everything, and it is. Half the people in this world are walking around unconscious. They'll bunk into you in a shopping cart in the supermarket, you know, things like that. Yeah. Or if you're standing online, they're right there with you, right in, like they, you can't breathe. It's really starting to notice if things are not working for you. And if they're not working, start to look around and see what is it that is not working and what can I do about it? Right. And it's also having good friends, you know, being around really positive people. Positive people. So your Happy circle people. really matters. Happy, positive Happy people. and positive. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And that's really something because then your energy starts to feel good too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's contagious. Yeah. Happiness. And what about the song? What The happy song. What is the happy song? The happy song is with, um, what's his name? Oh, Pharrell. God. Yes, Burrell. Pharrell, yeah. And if you turn that music oh, yeah, on, you happy. you're going to be happy. Yeah, you cannot you go through the whole music <laughs> song without being happy. It's true. It is true. And that will raise your vibration as well. Mm -hmm. That's another great way to do it. And music, again, happy. Because, you know, there is, you know, and I talk about love for a second, but what's interesting, if you notice on the uh, radio, all the love songs are so sad. Yeah. They're so sad. I mean, they can just make you cry. But it's it's just like, why is it so many songs about love is so sad? Just a lot of heartbreak. Right. <laughs> That's where I come in. Yeah. And I'm going to show you the light mm -hmm. and how magnificent you are. And that's really the truth. And you are all love and the lessons, we all have lessons. That's what we're here to learn, all our lessons. And that's why I love this journey right. and the journey I take other people on. So, and it's powerful. So what's one last thing that you would like to Oh, leave? can I read something? Yeah. Okay. This was told to me by, by Debbie Ford many, many times, and I really wanted to read it. And it says, real transformation happens not in your head but in your heart our mind can't take our mind can't take us where our heart belongs to be so what we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. your mind can't take you where your heart needs to be it's in your heart Sorry. it's always your heart and I'm blessed and I'm grateful for every, everything that I've experienced in life. I feel so, so blessed. Need. All right, so how do people watching right now, how do they get more from you? Well, they can go to my website, okay. which is www.rochelleschwartz.com. I have a video on there of the soul of a woman. Uh, that was that's like a um, a trailer, and then there's a bigger one that you know if they want to do that. Um, I also have some other videos on there 
from other workshops that I did with the soul of a woman that people came on and I have it on there. They can go to Coach Rochelle at Comcast.net and they can contact me there or they can pick up a phone yeah. and call me and that's 954-464-7017. I just welcome everybody. I welcome everybody. And that's from my heart to yours. I appreciate this. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for you, being sweetheart. on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for joining us along this transformative journey with Coach Rochelle. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unlimited Power Show. Without further ado, I really want you to realize that you have the unlimited power in you to achieve whatever it is that you want. But until you believe it, the world will forever, will forever Miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things you have to offer. So let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this video. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this video.